And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Today is a very special episode of Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast. Today is the one-year anniversary, and i I am so grateful for those of you who are listening right now. In fact, as you sit there and listen and listen intently to what is being said, I hope you'll find yourself truly learning and experiencing the journey that we're going to go on together today and that we're going to continue to go on through the coming years. Sit back, relax, and let me tell you a story. But before that, I do want to ask you a simple question. How many books have been sold on losing weight, getting rich, and finding your ideal partner in the last five years? Let's say 100 million, and that's just a rough estimate. So why don't we see 100 million rich, skinny people walking around in love with their perfect ideal partner? That all starts with understanding your learning strategy. Because we tend to reinforce those bad strategies in our life. So let me explain a little bit further. We have our subconscious mind and our conscious mind. In reality, all of the decisions that you make are made with your subconscious mind. They're actually made by what's called the reptile brain. That's that part of your brain that has the fight or flight mentality. That is where all those decisions are being made in that subconscious mind. Your conscious mind basically takes what your subconscious mind has already decided and sits there and thinks about it and rationalizes why you made that decision. Everything really has to start with knowing your identity and knowing who and what to trust. Let me go back and tell you a story. As many of you know, before I went into the coaching, training, and speaking business, I worked as an investigator. So this is a story from my former investigator days. See, there's an old interview and interrogation trick. It's called good cop, bad cop. Now, that's when two investigators play these roles and you double team to get the suspect to confess. In fact, you've probably seen this in TV and in movies. There's always a good cop and a bad cop in those scenes of the interrogation. Well, there's a version that I used to do when I was working with a partner when we were interviewing somebody in my office. One of us, and we'll call that person A, would have to leave the interview to take an important call. So after that, person B would talk to the suspect or the witness and comment with something like this. You know, you're pretty lucky my partner is in charge of this interview. He's an honest guy and a pretty fair-minded person, so you'll know you'll be getting a fair shake. So then person B will go on with a little bit of small talk for a few minutes, and he'll transition to another statement. You know, one thing about my partner, he's one of those human lie detectors. He can always tell when someone isn't giving him the truth. I've never worked with anyone like him. Then, of course, he would transition back into some more small talk, and they would wait for partner A to come back in the room. 
But what is being done here? Well, what we were doing was letting the subconscious mind of the suspect know uh, that the person who is no longer in the room, person A, is a pretty honest and fair-minded person. So that gives them a good feeling about being interviewed. It's called transfer of trust. And next, we give the impression that they're not going to be able to pull anything over on that partner because he's already a human lie detector. And this actually works because it comes across as part of the conversation and the subconscious mind of the person being interviewed will pick that up. Knowing that, let me ask you another question. Have you ever had someone tell you about something or someone and immediately after that, you judge that person based upon what the other person said? For example, if at work, say you get a new boss and somebody you know who used to work with them has told you, hey, he's a really difficult person to work for. Well, even if that's not true, whatever they do, especially when they're being nice, it's always under suspicion. Or maybe you have a friend who introduces you to someone and they told you, oh, she's really sweet. Even if she's not in a good mood, you'll subconsciously believe her to be a sweet person and she'll be able to get away with things that she wouldn't normally be able to get away with because that friend has given your brain a reason to think, well, she's really a sweet person because my friend told me that. It's very, very interesting how that subconscious mind works in these examples. Now, let me get back to my story. So when the second investigator, who was investigator A, comes back into the room, that person will take over the interview. And the suspect uh, is always willing to open up because, number one, he feels he's going to get a fair shake. But when the interviewer asks a question and asks him, are you sure you're telling the truth? He will subconsciously believe, oh, I can't pull one over on this guy. So it was really a great tool. So what does this have to do with life? Well, life is about our identity. Now, we usually don't have people to introduce us and paint a nice picture of ourselves, so we have to make our own first impressions. My advice is always be your true and authentic self. So you never want to try to be somebody you're not because that is always going to make you kind of fall flat because you'll never be able to live up to those expectations. Don't let the expectations and opinions of other people affect your decisions. See, it's your life. It's not theirs. Do what matters most to you. Do what makes you feel alive. Do what makes you feel happy. And don't let the expectations of others limit who you are. If you let others tell you who you are, you're really living in their reality, not your own. There's more to life than pleasing people. You need to decide who you are and do that for yourself. And you need to go out there and set those goals to make it happen. So let's get back to what we were talking about. People who read all these self-help books and why they're not making that happen in, in their life. What's going on is... A lot of us make mistakes in our life. In fact, we all make mistakes, right? Well, what happens is we will dwell on those mistakes. Our minds run on repetition, things that are familiar, and momentum. But it can't tell the difference from what you rehearse and what you dwell on and when you're trying to reprogram it. So the example here is affirmations. A lot of people learn about telling affirmations and the importance of affirmations in our life, how we should be saying these affirmations like, I am losing weight every day, or I am working harder and harder every day, or I am doing something 
every day. I am getting stronger and faster each day. I am getting better and better each day. All these affirmations that we tell ourselves. But the problem is that our identity is having a conflict here. The subconscious mind is actually saying, wait a minute, no, you're not. An example for me would be I have never really been what they call a morning person. I am one of those people who follows the rules of Garfield the cat, who had once said, I'd like mornings better if they started later. If I were to try to transition and become a morning person, and if I started telling myself an affirmation, I'm a morning person, I'm a morning person, my subconscious mind is going to go, ah, you're full of it. Tony, come on. You like to sleep in. You're up late at night. You're not a morning person. The subconscious mind is going to say that, and that is going to in repetition, counter those affirmations. So those affirmations are not going to really help. What you have to do is you have to insert these two amazing words. And those words are until now. So I would say, no, I'm not a morning person until now, but I claim my learning and my new skill to become a morning person more and more each day. Now, did you get the way I said that? The first thing I said was I claim. Well, let me tell you, the word claim is a very powerful word and it speaks to your subconscious because when you claim something, for example, let's say you go to a dry cleaner and you turn in a bunch of clothes. What do they give you? They give you a claim ticket. Or if you go to valet parking, the valet will give you a claim ticket. What that claim ticket is doing is you come back and you claim what's already yours. So when you say the word I claim, it means that you are taking back what is already yours. So when you claim to make a change in your life, that means that that is already yours. It's already happening. The process is already starting. So that is a fantastic way for you to learn to make those changes. And yet, keep within your identity. So now let me ask you a question. What direction are you headed in for the remainder of this year? See, there are three paths we can take. Now in my ebook, Strive to Thrive, I talk about two paths, but really there are three paths. I give you a bonus here. First, you can stay on the same path and get the same results you've been getting. Now this is called the comfort zone. An interesting thing about the comfort zone is it's not always what we really want. It's only what we're settling for. The second path we can take is the path of negativity. You can believe that things are going to get worse and you have no control. Now, I find that in 2020, when this virus, this COVID came out, a lot of people took that negative path. They said, everything is going to be worse. I can't control this. And they basically stepped away from their society, from their friends, and they kind of hid themselves off because they felt that things were going to get worse. They had no control. They took the negative path. The third option is to take a positive path. And when you take a positive path, you make positive changes that move you in the right direction. So those people were the ones who said, you know what? I trust my immune system. I trust that I'm going to take the proper safety precautions to go out there and to continue to live living my life. And I'm going to keep moving in the positive direction. Most people, what happens is they hit a crossroad. And that's what I talk about in my book. 
they hit a wake up call moment. Now, what's that? It's something that hits you when you realize a change needs to be made. So for example, when I lost my job at a company called Eastman Kodak, and this is many years ago, I went into real estate. I could have moped around and felt sorry for myself, but I decided that I needed to make a change. I decided to go into this real estate career. Now that career, I was in my mid twenties at the time, and it didn't really work out. And the reason it didn't was because I was pretty young to be in that type of business. Not only was I really young, but I also kind of had one of those baby faces. I looked a lot younger than I was, which would be good when you get older. But when you're like 23 years old and you look like you're 15, that doesn't work out too well in the world of real estate, because who's going to trust somebody who looks like they're 15 when they're trying to buy or sell a house? Well, one important lesson that I learned is that failing isn't always a bad thing because we need to look at failure as a lesson. In fact, most highly successful people are really good at failure. Now, those of you who remember Babe Ruth, he was one of the all-time great hitters in baseball, but he was also one of the all-time high strikeout kings. He struck out more, but because he swung at the ball more and he took more chances, he had more failures, but he also had more successes. Colonel Sanders, he was a sixth grade dropout. Now, if you know who he is, he went on to start KFC or Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is what they used to call it. He was a sixth grade dropout, and he ended up going from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant trying to sell this fried chicken recipe. And he was already in his 60s, and he was rejected thousands of times, but he did not give up. One of my favorite stories is written in the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, I'd highly recommend this book. I am also working on a special program to help people to go through this book and learn from it because there are some missing pieces in there. The story is about R.U. Darby and his uncle, and it's called Three Feet from Gold. The moral of that story is don't give up. What happened was Darby and his uncle started up this mine and they were mining for gold and they were trying to find gold and they eventually found some gold and pulled that out of the mine and they kept going because they knew there would be more gold down there and they went and they spent money and they kept digging and going and finally they just said you know what i think we got all the gold that was here let's pack up and go home so they did well there was a smart equipment owner at that time who found out that they'd left this mine and he took possession of the mine. He went to some engineers and asked them, can you take a look at this area and find out if there's a possibility there might be more gold down there? Well, long story short is he went in, he dug three more feet and they found a huge mine with gold down there. He became a multimillionaire over picking up where Darby and his uncle gave up. Again, keep going, don't give up. So let's get back to this wake up call moment and let's get back to getting to choose a path. See, there's an old song by a rock band called Rush. If you're familiar with them, the song is called Free Will. And the line in the song is, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. So remember, if you take the negative path, you're letting things that you can't control, control you. One of the most frustrating things in life is when we feel that we are out of control, right? In fact, 
The need for certainty is one of the greatest human needs. When we choose our path, we have to remember that we get to choose our identity. If we really want to design our life story, it will all start with designing our identity, like I was talking about earlier. Now, Webster's Dictionary defines identity as the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. Your identity is what makes you stand out. Now, if you're in business, your brand is your identity. If you want to distinguish yourself from anyone else, that's where it all starts. So the way you get lasting change in life is to change your identity. Your identity is defined by two things. The first is who we think we are and then who we think we're not. A lot of people try to make these changes, like they buy one of those self-help books and they try to do it by willpower. But the problem with willpower is it doesn't last. It's a good way to get started, but it doesn't last. And if you're not getting the results you want, it's because your identity and your beliefs, the things that your subconscious mind is telling you are in the way. Let's choose that positive path and let's start to believe, to believe in ourselves, because belief along with a strong desire to succeed is the true key to success. Napoleon Hill, again, who wrote Think and Grow Rich, he has a famous quote that says, anything the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So I want to give you five things as we get ready to close today and celebrate this one year anniversary of podcasting. These five things are what you need to do to use that wake up call moment in your life to go down a positive path and truly change your life. Before I give you these five things, please go to Tony W Coaching because I want you to download my free ebook, Strive to Thrive. It's a short read. It's only, it's less than 15 pages and it will really help you when that wake up moment comes along in your life. So back to the five things. First, make a decision to change. Nothing in life can start without a decision. Peter Drucker says, whenever you see a successful business, someone once made a courageous decision. The next thing you want to do is dream and dream big. If everything in your life was exactly how you want it to be, how would that feel? You need to imagine it, feel it, make it real, feel the emotions. Bob Proctor suggests that we write out our goals and our dreams on paper, but we start with this phrase, I'm so happy and grateful that, and then we list out our goals. The I'm so happy and grateful basically puts those goals in something where they've already happened. If you're happy and grateful for something, it's because something has already happened. So start with that phrase and write out that life that you want to live. Now, gratitude is another thing that's important. When we live our lives with an attitude of gratitude, we not only feel better, but doors open for more things in our life. I call that the law of appreciation because as we've said before, appreciation has two meanings. One is we appreciate people and things in our life. The other thing is if we buy an investment or we make an investment, if that investment appreciates, it grows in value. So the more we appreciate things, the more those things and our life will grow in value. So I'll move on to another D word here. We talked about making a decision. We talked about dreaming. And now we need desire. Because one reason we dream is to build up a burning desire. Wishing alone will not bring success, but desiring riches 
with a state of mind that it becomes an obsession. And then we make a definite plan and ways to go after that goal and back those plans up with persistence and persistence, which doesn't recognize failure. That's how we bring the dream to success. We turn that desire into determination. When we make a decision that we're going to go for what's right in front of us and not quit, one of my favorite quotes is from Thomas Jefferson. And Jefferson once said, nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. Nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. So it's all about changing our mental attitude. And number five, deliver. If we want to really succeed in any business, we need to deliver. If you can provide the greatest value to those in your life, those people that you serve, and this goes for your personal life as well as your business, you will succeed. When I coach people or teach them, my goal is to not only be there to do a good job, but to provide so much value that I totally over deliver. I give as much in my free talks, my free vision and strategy calls that I do for my paying clients. Why? Because I believe that we always need to be our best selves, and that's how we can impact lives, and that includes the lives of ourselves and the lives of others. And I'm going to leave you with a bonus. It's called duplication. When something works, we duplicate it. We teach others. In fact, if you learn a skill, the best way for you to retain that knowledge is to quickly go and teach somebody else that skill. One of the things I do at TonyWCoaching.com is to help people who are stuck in a rut move forward and determine what they truly want to achieve in life and what they really want to avoid. And I teach them to move forward and live that life that they've always wanted, that life where you're not dreading Monday morning every day. In fact, every day feels like Friday afternoon. Again, feel free to visit the website, TonyWCoaching.com, download the free ebook, and learn more about that wake-up call moment. See, a positive life, which is what the Purposely Positive podcast is all about, bringing positive content into the world. A positive life and an exciting future is the true key for motivation. We need to have that positive and exciting future to look forward to if we really want to make changes in our life. We really want to create our own life story, and we really want an identity. Now, 2020 and most of 2021 has been a tough year. Things are not going so well for most people. We've got this virus still out there, you know, in the forefront, and we've got things going on in the economy right now, and things aren't so good. Most people just want things to return to normal. But here's the thing. Normal is not compelling enough. It's not exciting enough for us to move forward. So I want to leave you with this. I want you to dream big and believe in yourself. Then determine what your first step is and build a burning desire to finish 2021 and make 2022 the best year ever. You've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. I want to thank you for listening this past year 
And it's so exciting to be one year in podcasting. I hope you'll find yourself sharing this podcast with others so we can grow and we can continue to teach people and to help people to live that purposely positive life. 